Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Cena Evil here. Let's get right down to it. So we're going to start differently here. We're going to start with the Ring of Honor Jay Briscoe Celebration of Life special that was aired on the Ring of Honor YouTube. So we start the show with an extended version of the tribute video that aired on Dynamite. Very well done here with some amazing footage. And Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman are on commentary for this show, which starts with the Ring of Honor Pure Championship as Wheeler Yuta defeats Haganah Shino. The judges here with Jerry Lynn, BJ Whitmer, and Dean Malenko. Good match here over nine and a half minutes with Shino using two rope breaks until Yuta hits a top rope splash, followed by a stretch as Shino taps out. We get heartfelt messages from Samoa Joe. Adam Cole. Uh, Cole talks about how Jay helped his career. And this went right into a video package for Jay and Cole's feud heading into Final Battle 2014 before showing the match from Terminal 5 in New York City. That was a fight without honor match where Jay retained the Ring of Honor World Championship. This was followed by Adam Cole coming to the ring to speak more about Jay Briscoe and the Briscoes in general and talks about how Jay helped him find himself and sends his love to the entire Briscoe family. We get more stories and memories from Matt Hardy. He talks about Jay being a family man and always talking about his children. We have another match here as Marina Shafir defeated Mighty Myra. Uh, commentary mentions how Marina requested to be on this show as her and her husband, Roderick Strong, were very close to Jay Briscoe. Marina was, a- was able to make Ma- uh, Myra submit quickly by twisting back her wrist and shoulder. Christopher Daniels speaks about how he would go and leave uh, Ring of Honor four different times in his career, and every time Jay Briscoe was there uh, waiting for him as a staple in Ring of Honor and always said that he wasn't going to go anywhere. And every time he knew he was going to wrestle Jay, he knew it would be a great match. We then see Jay Briscoe versus Christopher Daniels from Survival of the Fittest 2016 from San Antonio, Texas. Eddie Kingston speaks and says it was tough to say anything as it doesn't really feel real and it's not fair. He struggles a little bit here and he says that um, he tells Jay to say hello to Brody Lee and Larry Sweeney up in heaven. We go into the match as Eddie Kingston defeats QT Marshall. They mention Marshall's history in Ring of Honor and how he had his debut match against Jay Briscoe. Fun little match here with some fun spots outside where the fans get involved a bit before Kingston made QT tap out through the stretch plum. Kingston went and grabbed a sign that said Jay Briscoe and held it up after. Austin Gunn tells a story about how he was in the Ring of Honor Dojo in 2018, where the first time he met Jay, he stitched the back of Jay from bleeding after his match. Uh, Ryan Nemeth talks about meeting Jay down at OVW, and then Stokely Hathaway gives some emotional words as well. We have a Ring of Honor Women's World Championship Eliminator match as Athena defeated Madison Rain after putting on the crossface and making Rain tap out. After the match, Athena attacked Sky Blue, who was in Ray's corner. We get more words from BJ Whitmer and Zane Decker, who's a producer for AEW, who used to work for Ring of Honor. Juice Robinson defeated Brandon Cutler after hitting a DDT in a fun match with a couple comedy spots. We get words from Prince Nana, who goes way back with Jay. Yuka Sakazaki defeated Sandra Moon after hitting the Magical Girl Splash. We see the Briscoes versus the Kings of Wrestling from Final Battle 2006, followed by a testimonial from Claudio Castagnoli before going on to the final match of the show, which is Claudio defending the Ring of Honor World Championship against Christopher Daniels. Great match here, with Claudio retaining after hitting the Jay Driller. We get a Monday's AEW Dark Elevation. This is episode 100, and they market it as so. Red Velvet defeated Billy Starks after hitting Just Desserts, another strong showing from Starks for AEW. Lexi Nair tried to interview Athena ahead of her tag team match tonight, and Athena took the mic over and kicked Lexi out and went searching for a tag team partner until she finds Diamante and asked her. Originally, Diamante says no because Athena beat her up a couple of weeks ago, um, but Athena then offers a Ring of Honor World Championship title shot if they win, and Diamante agrees. Alex Reynolds and John Silver, the Dark Order, defeated the Workhorsemen, with Reynolds pinning Anthony Henry after the German jackknife pin combo. Roosh defeated Brian Pillman Jr. after hitting the Bulls horns. Roosh and Preston Vance kept attacking Pillman after, and surprisingly, Brock Anderson didn't come out to save him. Yuka Sakazaki and Sky Blue defeated Diamante and Athena. Sakazaki had been pinned Diamante with a spinning faceplant as Athena was on the outside complaining that her ankle was hurt. But she did get in Sakazaki's face after, as we're going to be getting this match soon, I'm pretty sure. 
Top Flight defeated Ari Davari and Tony Nese before the match. Mark Sterling told, tells everybody in the crowd to check under the seats for a bar of soap that they could use. Dante Morin hit the nose dive on Davari for the pin in a real fun and fast match. Lexi Nair was backstage with Yuki Sakazaki, but the Dark Order interrupted them and asked her to join. Pretty funny here as she kept saying yes, but they understood it as hi, so they get offended and leave. And then Sakazaki kind of stood there confused and sad that they didn't accept her in the Dark Order. The Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King and Malachi Black, defeated the Outrunners, who are Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum and Dominic. In a fashion where Brody King get in the pen after they hit Dante's Inferno. In the main event here, Claudio Castagnoli defends the Ring of Honor World Championship again, this time defeating Blake Christian. A really good match here, with Christian getting a couple close pinfalls, but Claudio was able to stop it with a powerbomb and the giant swing until Christian quits. We go to Tuesday's AEW Darts as a combination of a couple different tapings from Universal Studios in Orlando, which has Top Flight and AR Fox defeated the Wingmen, Cesar Bononi, Ryan Nemeth, and Peter Avalon, Excalibur and Taz having some fun on commentary now that Avalon's hair is short again. Fox get the pen, gets the pin on Avalon after an assisted cutter. Red Velvet defeated Sofia Castillo by submission with a short arm scissor. Zach Clayton defeated Fulton, the former Madman Fulton, or Sawyer Fulton, quickly after hitting a brain buster. Brian Pillman and Brock Anderson defeated Dean Alexander and Rosario Griller. Brock pinned Alexander very quickly after hitting a gourd buster. Sky Blue defeated Renee Michelle after hitting the Skyfall. Shane Taylor Promotions, who are J.D. Griffey and Shane Taylor, defeated Mr. G and Dante Casanova, with Taylor pinning Casanova after a knee strike package pile driver combo. Unfortunately, this wasn't the famous uh, Mr. G, the weather band from New York. This is a different Mr. G. And this is Shane Taylor's official AEW debut as well. Yuka Sakadaki gets another win after beating Avery Bro after hitting the Magical Girl Splash. The Work Horseman defeated Adrian Alanis and Liam Gray after Anthony Henry hit the Brain Buster on Gray for the pen. And in the main event, Konosuke Takeshi defeated Angelico after a knee strike in a really good main event. We go to Impact Wrestling and before the Impact, Zicky Dice and Carly defeated Carly Bravo. Uh, they note they did note how Dice and Bravo are very close as they host a podcast together. This is Bravo's Impact debut as he has appeared a whole bunch in AEW Dark in the last couple years, mostly teaming with Sean Dean. But Dice is able to be him after hitting the high roller. Trey Miguel defends the X Division Championship against Mike Jackson after hitting the lightning spiral um, and after stopping what they call the oldest school when he does a rope walk. After the match, Crazy Steve crawls from under the ring and had Trey's name spray-painted all over his body as Miguel ran away. Black Tourus also joined in and scaring uh, Miguel here. Kushida and Kevin Knight making his impact debut defeated the good hands here. Um, I, why not just call them nighttime, right? Kushida and Kevin Knight, nighttime, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, I wonder if more wrestlers from Strong uh, will now be an impact. Not as strong is kind of like no longer what it used to be. But Kushida makes John Skyler submit at, after putting on the Kimura Lock. A quick but fun match here. We get a quick backstage segment with Mickey James and Jordan Grace, where James says that she'll give Grace a rematch once she beats Masa Slamovich, and uh, Jordan Grace kind of throws in, you know, if you beat Masa Slamovich. Jessica and Taya Valkyrie, the Death Dolls, defend the Impact Knockouts Tag Team Championship against Giselle Shaw and her mystery partner, who was picked by Santina Morella, who ends up being Tara, the former Victoria. This is Tara's first match since the 2021 Royal Rumble, and her first match in Impact since 2013. Shaw didn't seem too happy to be teaming with Tara, as Jay Vidal, Taya, and a couple others well, were showing her all this respect for being a legend, and Giselle just seemed a little bit jealous. And this causes the team to break down. Until Tara gives Shaw's the widow's peak, Jessica follows this with the stick driver on Shaw for the pen. Taylor Wilde has a backstage segment where she said that she'll be seeing more of Killer Kelly in her future. David LaGreca was talking to Santino Morella and said that he's happy to be here until Billy Ray interrupts him and gets in Santino's face and asks why he isn't in the Golden Six Shooter match, but Santino says that he already had a title shot and he lost. Bully warns Santino to remember what happened to the last guy who ran things here. Gia Miller with Savannah Evans and Tasha Steele's backstage said that 
there's been a, a, a little bit of tension between the tag team and Steels agrees and kind of walks away and says that all of this isn't working for her. So I'm not sure what's going on here with this team. Ace Austin and Chris Bay defeated the major players with Austin rolling up Matt Cardona for the pen after some double team moves from the Bullet Club. Joe Henry then comes out and premieres a brand new music video where he calls Cardona and Brian Myers Edges Bitches. Pretty fun song here. It made fun of them spending money on their action figures and Cardona not spending enough time with Chelsea Green. Backstage, the major players tell Moose that they will take care of Joe Henry after what he did to them. Jonathan Gresham defeated Sheldon Jean very quickly after targeting Jean's knees and clubbing him in the back of the head for the pen. And we go to the Golden Six Shooter elimination match as Rich Swan defeated Moose, Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, Rhino, and Callahan. Callahan pinned Rhino after he took a spear from Moose. PCO came out and distracted Edwards as Saban rolled him up and pinned him. Moose shortly after speared and pinned Saban. Moose is dominating Swan until Swan rolled up Moose for the pen. The design comes out as Diener tells Callahan to take out Swan and his initiation would be complete. But Swan takes out Callahan and hits the 450 splash for the pen and the win. Swan tried to talk some to Callahan after the match, but the, the design jump him and tell Callahan to take him out. But Yu Yurimura, Josh Alexander, Frankie Kazarian all come out to fight off the design. It looks like we're getting some sort of uh, eight-man tag out of this. We got an MLW fusion as Caesar Duran starts by introducing his newest signing in Sam Adonis, and Sam Adonis defeats Johnny Patch very quickly after hitting the Orange Blossom Thunder Driver. Adonis then cuts a promo after and saying that he spent five years of his life in Mexico beating up all the luchadors. Alice King cuts a promo saying that he's going to rename the Opera Cup into the Oprah Cup, and then we go to Davy Boy Smith Jr. who says if Kane damages the cup, he will damage him. We get a Leo Rush coming soon to MLW promo as well. We get a match from 2021 at the Dragon Gates Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival as Yamato defeated Sh- uh, Sean Skywalker to win the Open the Dream Gate Championship. Um, I'm guessing they showed this match to introduce MLW fans to Yamato, who will be on his program really soon, as well as showing a little bit more of Skywalker, who they featured in the past. Uh, the match ends with Yamato hitting the Ragnarok for the pen. We then get this really good candid interview from Richard Holiday, where he talks about battling cancer and how he's been training his ass off while handing chemotherapy and is doing better every day. He doesn't know when he'll be back to wrestling, but he will be. Sam Adonis picked on Microman backstage by putting a trash can over him. Lindsay Dorado comes in to help him, but Caesar Ram basically tells Lindsay that he needs to choose sides and side with him. And the main event here for the MLW Women's World Heavy Featherweight Championship, Taya Valkyrie defends against Trish Adora. Caesar Duran, who was in Taya's corner, helps her win by tripping up Adora as Taya falls on top of her for the pen. On Woman of Wrestling, Princess Aussie defeated BK Rhythm after hitting a frog splash. Highly did Chainsaw, Siren, DeVuda Doll defeated Candy Crush, Chantilly Chella, and Foxy Fierce when Chainsaw hit an assisted gut buster on Crush for the pen. Coach Campanelli and Randy Rod defeated the Tonka Twins in a little bit of an upset after the Twins went crashing into each other before Randy hit the assisted Swanton Bomb as Coach gets the pen, so it looks like all the coaching from Coach is helping them. And the main event here, Leia Makoa defeated Tormenta with the STO Coconut Crusher as Tormenta's losing streak continues. Makoa even takes out Sofia Lopez during the match, and after she was cutting a passionate promo about how she struggled to be where she is, but Wrecking Ball comes out and starts brawling with her to close the show. They also announced that we'll be getting an upcoming gauntlet match to determine who will be the new Women of Wrestling champion. Uh, for NWA, they had part two for the Tom Pritchard sit-down, as well as the return to wrestling here with NWA Power Live, which was live Tuesday night on their YouTube channel, which has Odinson defeated Bully Ray by disqualification in a no-tables match, which basically is you can't use tables, but of course they do, as Odinson brings a table into the ring that Bully Ray uses to chokeslam Odinson to get disqualified. For the NWA United States Tag Team Championship, we have new champions here as a country gentleman defeated the Fixers when H.E. Kazana rolls up Wrecking Ball Ligurski for the pen. Uh, they were given the new belts as well that the Fixers rejected a while back. We have a contract signing between Tyrus and Matt Cardona ahead of their championship match at Nuff Said. Cardona says the only sign of Tyrus agrees to his stipulations. Tyrus says that he won't be the undisputed champion until he beats Cardona as he had to relinquish the title. Black Jesus suggested they have a six-man tag where both of these guys pick two partners each and the winner will get to pick the stipulation for the title match. Cardona agrees to this, but not for tonight and says that this will happen next week and then he finally signs a contract. Kenzie Page defeated Charlotte 
Scarlet Renegade after trying to use her women's tag team title belt. But as the referee was distracted, putting it away, she sprayed Renegade in the face with something to roll her up for the win. We're supposed to get Tom Latimer and Camille versus Psycho Love, the debuting tag team of Fodder and Angelina Love, but uh, weather prevented Psycho Love to be there. Kyle Davidson tries to get a word with Latimer and Camille, who get, who called them scares and, and told them that they made up all those travel issues, and then Fodder and Love, who actually were there, appear from behind them, attack them with a kendo stick to end this segment. We have the Champion Series Finals Ultimate Team War Match as Team Rock and Roll, the team of Alex Taylor, Chris Adonis, Dak Draper, Maddie, Mims, La Rosa Negra, and Taya Valkyrie defeated Team Tyrus, who is Allison K, Carnage, EC3, Robin Renegade, Samantha Starr, through Billy Silas Mason and Trevor Murdoch, who were accompanied with Black G's, Rolando Freeman, and Tyrus. Rosa replaced Genocide, who's out with an injury, and Renegade replaced Kyla Cassidy, who was also out with an injury. A uh, bunch of uh, quick eliminations here. Uh, it ends up being the last two people here with Dak Draper and EC3, where Dak Draper reverses EC3 into a pin for the win, so Team Rock and Roll will all get title shots here. We go to the main event of this show as Aaron Stevens and Mae Valentine get married, and this is officiated by Santino Morella, but he's using the name of Sam Tino. Pretty uh, funny here. So during this, of course, we get a whole bunch of shenanigans as Polo DeMar objects and tells Stevens that he is no good and she shouldn't do it, but Stevens kicks Polo out. Chris Silvio that interrupts for some reason and says that he's upset that Jack Stane isn't headlining this show. Um, Mercurio interrupts, and this is actually kind of funny because he has his over-the-top Italian accent, so Santino says that this guy talks funny. And uh, Natalia Markova interrupts and says that Stevens is fake. They try to continue this. Uh, despite all this, they still try to get married. But then Santino starts looking. I'm sorry. Sam Tino looks over the marriage certificate and says that this is only between two citizens of the United States and May technically isn't a citizen. Uh, she gets all upset. Stevens apologizes, says this is the law. There's nothing he can do about it. And they'll just get married some other time. May starts screaming. She starts throwing stuff around. She starts breaking stuff. She throws a champagne bottle even at Stevens. And that's it. Uh, nobody goes through a table. Nobody goes through any cake or anything. Just a... Uh, Ah, a regular wrestling wedding. We go to NXT Level Up. Uh, Vic Joseph with Byron Saxon this week, so it looks like Matt Camp might have only been for one week as Sudo Shaw's replacement. But the matches themselves were Dante Chen defeated the debut and killed Dixon. Uh, Dixon is a former baseball player who is part of the August 2022 PC recruits. Chen gets to win here after hitting a double chop. Danny Palmer defeated the debuting Lola Vice, Vice's former Bellator fighter Valerie Lareda, also making her Level Up debut and cuts a quick promo backstage saying that she's the first Cuban-American woman in Russ. Uh, in history to become a WWE superstar. and uh, But she does get pinned here in her debut as Pauler gets her first victory, rolling up Lola Vice for the win. And Scripps, making his level-up debut, defeats Ora Mensa after a little bit of back and forth at the end until Scripps rolls up Mensa for the pen. New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. This is the last traditional episode at New Japan Strong. We'll be going to live shows that will be cut up into episodes. As we get Blake Christian defeated Keita after hitting the curb stomp. Mystico defeated Mysterioso by making Mysterioso tap out to La Mystica into an armbar in a very fun luchador match. And Fred Rosser defends the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship against Peter Avalon after hitting a gut buster, power slam, and making Avalon tap out to the crossface. So now we'll get him versus Kenta at Battle in the Valley on February 18th. After this match, a roster calls out Kenta. They get into a little bit of a face-off uh, and said that they're going to be fighting at the pay-per-view. On WWE main event, Bronson Reed defeated the Kira Tozawa, rematch of their match a couple weeks ago on Raw, and Reed gets the win after hitting the Tsunami Splash, and Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke after hitting a neckbreaker. The only network edition of the week was WXW We Love Wrestling number 39. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 